Partners in Ministry, a presentation of Josiah White's Quakerdale Foundation, dedicated to growing ministry support networks, introducing people to a cause that connects with their heart, bringing hope and encouragement to our communities as we seek together to serve as Christ served. Welcome to Partners in Ministry. My name is Dan Smith, and today I'll be talking with Ryan Keller, the Executive Director of the Hope for Healing Resource Assistance Network. In this interview, we're going to be talking about person in need. We'll explore who is a person in need, what kinds of needs they can bring to the network, how the network finds out about those needs, and then finally, the process of connecting the person in need with a resource from the time a request is submitted until that resource is delivered. Welcome, Ryan, and thank you for joining me. Great to be with you again. Now, just to review, the Hope for Healing Resource Assistance Network has been connecting people with the resources they need all across the state of Iowa since its inception in 2014. Previously, we talked about friendship and church partners, as well as resource partners. A friendship or church partner provides emotional care for a person in need, where a resource partner obviously provides a resource. Today, I'd like to look at a person in need. Who exactly is a person in need? So a person in need is anybody literally within the state of Iowa that lives within the state of Iowa. So Hope for Healing doesn't have your traditional um, financial or socioeconomic guidelines that, that other agencies might follow. That being said, when we find a resource for an individual, they may have some additional guidelines they have to follow. But Literally any individual or family within the state of Iowa can contact us. Could it also be me as the role of a pastor or, or an organization where I'm working with someone that has a need and uh, I have need of the, the, the network to help me locate something for somebody that I'm working with? Absolutely. So we actually have that happen quite frequently where one of our friendship church partners or one of our resource partners reach out to us and they are working with somebody and they just don't know where to find a certain type of resource. So they contact us and we work on behalf of that agency or friendship partner. And I can see where this would have been a huge benefit for me when I was pastoring a small church here in, uh, in central Iowa. There were so many people that had needs that were beyond what I wanted to do or could provide. I could have contacted the network. Uh, the network would help me locate it uh, and then keep the anonymity of the actual person in need. Correct. And let's face it, a lot of churches don't necessarily have financial resources either to spend on uh, something for one of their uh, individuals that are members or attendees, or even somebody that just contacts them from the community. It's a way that we can help the church continue to serve without actually placing a greater financial burden on them as well. So you're right. I mean, it really is. There isn't anybody you can't serve. It's just a matter of whether they come to the network and ask for help. Absolutely. That brings up then the next question, what kind of things can the network provide? What kind of resources are out there? Well, the short answer is anything that you need help finding and you don't know where to find it, we can do that as long as it exists. Um, I kind of say that as a little bit of a joke, but the reality is we won't be able to find something if it doesn't exist. So, um, but a request can be anything from a financial need to we've had requests for summer camp for kids. Um, we've had requests for somebody who needed to get a window replaced in their car after the tornado that went through Marshalltown in 2018 mm. or 2020, excuse me. 
um, just just different needs. It's not always a financial need. Uh, sometimes it's about gaining information. Just this week, I was emailed. Um, somebody was looking for a counselor in their area, and they were seeking to keep their anonymity because they were well known in the community that they're from. And we're just trying to figure out different options of how they could get help finding that therapist or counselor they needed. Sure. Yeah. So then how does the network find out about these needs? How do you get to know that they're out there? Well, it requires uh, the individual, or like we said before, the, the friendship church partner, resource partner, somebody to contact us. That can be done through our request form that can be found on our website, or they can contact us through our phone number, uh, which I can give you. It's uh, 584, excuse me, 855-584, and then the word hope, which is 5673. Um, but either one of those ways they can reach out to us. We are open Monday through Friday from eight to five. Wow. Okay. So what's the process then of connecting a person in need with a resource from the time a request is submitted to the network and then it finally gets delivered to the person in need? How, how does that all work? So it's, it's a great question and it really allows us to bring the, the things that we've talked about so far into play. So our friendship church partners and our resource partners are part of this equation. So when we receive a request, um, we, you know, then go through the task of identifying whether or not that individual currently has a church that they are, would be using as a friendship partner, or if we need to help them find that church as part of the resource request. Um, if they need help with a church, then we send an email out to the community that they live in or nearby communities, depending on the type of uh, living situation they're in. And we then have churches respond to us saying, yes, we have somebody within our church that would reach out and start to develop a friendship with this individual or this family. Um, from there, the individual chooses, the individual always gets to choose the resources that they would use. So they get to choose their church friendship partner. Um, they also get to choose any of the resources that we identify for their actual need like we said before, financial or otherwise. We would communicate the resources we find to the church partner they chose, and then they get to choose from that list mm. with their church friendship partner, which one is the best fit for their situation. We always contact those resource partners before we make the recommendation to the friendship partner to make sure that the resource needed is actually available and not um, for some reason, so to speak, out of stock. If it's a financial need, sometimes the finances for certain organizations, they have them at the beginning of the month, but by the middle of the month, mm -hmm. the money's gone. We don't want to waste anybody's time in that process. We wanna be as thorough as possible. Okay, so when you find the resources and then you connect it to the, the friendship or church partner, they've already, the, the, the resource partner says, I've got it, it's available. Here's how you can use it. Contact me if you want to take the next step. Is that right? Correct. And we also do our best if there's a application or a form that needs to be filled out or something to get a copy of that and get it immediately into the hands of the friendship partner. So there again, the, the time effectiveness of this is, is important. You and I both have probably gone to do something and gotten frustrated because we've uh, shown up and we didn't have the right piece of paper or uh, we didn't know there was a fee involved or something. And 
So we want to save time for the research partner, the, the friendship church partner, and the person or family in need, uh, if at all possible. So, I mean, this is a very important point, and one of the distinctiveness, if I understand the Hope for Healing Resources Network, when, if I were to ask for help with a need, the network finds some possible solutions. They're not just giving you a phone number and says, here's some possible places, um, go ahead and research it yourself to see if you can find something. You've done all the work. We and have. So, so when I get that notification or the through my friendship partner, um, I know it's available. They're ready. I know all the processes, and we can just start right right in on on meeting that need. Correct. Right? Correct. Wow. Well, the other thing that kind of sticks out to me about this whole process, it really seems like this whole friendship church partner process is really kind of central to the whole the whole network. It is. They're, they're, they're providing emotional need for the person in need while you're doing your work. Uh, there's anonymity for the resource partner to know that they're not going to be exposed to any kind of, any kind of wacky stuff that's going on uh, until it's been cleared uh, by the network uh, with the person. They may then decide to just deliver it to the, re the friendship partner who gives it to the partner and person in need, and they're never really seen, or, or they may deliver it directly to them. So uh, it just sounds like it's a win-win-win for everybody, the person that wants to help, the person that has the need, and then me as somebody that cares about a friend or somebody that's got it, I don't have to wonder whether I can provide the need or not, I just be their friend, give you guys the problem of locating the stuff, and when something happens, I get to be the hero and jump in and say, here it is, sounds exactly. like fun to me. <laughs> yep, yeah, Hope for Healing is not about whether or not we get some accolade or something along those lines. It really is about supporting those who are wanting to help people. And then the other part of what that is, I think it's important is that element of choice. Um, when we're in a situation where we're reaching out to somebody for help, most times we feel like all of our options are taken away from us and we're stuck with, you know, uh, choosing a bad or worse scenario. Well, by giving individuals the ability to choose for themselves it gets them back in control um, and allows them to realize they do have more uh, options to, available to them what they originally realized. Well, that's a really good point. I had not thought about that before, but if I'm the friendship partner, by not solving it for them, instead bringing to the person in need, here's option one, two, and three, which one you want to do immediately, you're now putting them back in charge of their own recovery or their own growth. That's that's an important distinctive. Right. And it increases friendship because at that point it's not about feeling um, like you owe somebody something mm -hmm. it's simply about this is what friends do we talk about things sure. we come up with a good good choice that fits so as a person i need the really the only debt that i have is being a better friend of the one that was a friend to me and maybe exactly. passing it forward by being a friendship partner for somebody that i know that has a need having just been served by the network correct yep it sounds kind of like a lot of fun. I wish you were around when I was pastoring. It was sure would have been a lot. <laughs> it sure would have been a lot of help. That just does bring up one other question. So many times the request that people have is money, uh, rental assistance, uh, utilities. Now, surely you're not delivering the funds for that directly to the person in need. Well, no. Um, and so that's a distinction. A lot of times when people call in, they think we have a pile of money sitting somewhere too. We don't. We still have to research that and find out if there is an organization or agency that has the money to meet that need. But then um, the, the other protocol is that we do send the payment or the resource 
agency would send the payment directly to the end where the bill's at. So if it's rent, it would go to the landlord. If it's a utility bill to the utility company, so on and so forth. Um, it just um, makes sure that the actual need is being fulfilled. Um, and there has to be some system of checks and balances in that. So, Sure. Okay. Now, my mind is just racing with me with all the different possibilities of how this whole thing can work. I mean, I'm envisioning a single mom comes to the church and says, I could really use some help on my car. The network finds somebody that can help with the car. Um, that, that repair person would like to, to do it for free, but doesn't necessarily have the need to do it. So they reach out to the network to find replacement parts that they could get for little or nothing. Uh, the, those parts are delivered to the repair person. The repair person fixes the car. They deliver the car back to the person needing. You're going, whoa, <laughs> what just happened? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, you know, the other important part of that is there are occasions when there is not a resource to fill a need. Um, if, if it's a financial need, let's say, and um, let's say you've already used the organizations around you that could provide that resource initially, and there's just nothing there, how much more important is it at that point to have a friend who can sit with you and to identify the fact that, you know, there's not anything we can do to fix the problem, but you don't have to be alone while you go through the problem. Sure. And so that friendship partner is important in that respect as well. Yeah. Well, Ryan, it's amazing the, the help that you are able to deliver to a person in need by mobilizing the friendship partners and the resource partners. So, uh, man, thank you for just talking with me today. I really appreciate it. It's great to be a part of this, and it's always great to uh, talk with you, Dan. Oh, and right back at you. If you've got any questions or if you'd like to learn more about the Hope for Healing Resource Assistance Network, their contact information is right here on the screen, or you can find it in the description of this episode. Thank you for joining me today. And until next time, let's get out there and serve as Christ serves. This has been a presentation of Partners in Ministry, a podcast of Josiah White's Quakerdale Foundation. To learn more and see the show notes for this and other episodes, visit our website. To stay informed of up and coming broadcasts, subscribe to our e-newsletter. To invest in our mission, donate today.